if you're just starting out with time blocking or maybe you've done it in the past, but you're, you want to get back to it, I recommend just starting with one day at a time. So every night I sit down, I look at my calendar, like what's already on there, any appointments that I have, um, anything with the boys, anything, right? And I and I just I start blocking and I, I know what client work I have to do. Um, so I just kind of start just with the next day. And then the next night I'll sit down and I'll do the exact same thing. And it, it prevents surprises happening. Hi there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I've been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. All right, welcome into another episode of The Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I am so excited to be here again with you today. I am talking with Tara, who is a virtual assistant and is a pro at all things virtual, which is the world that we're living in now, and time blocking. I'm so excited that she is on the episode because I don't know a ton about this, and I'm going to guess that some of our listeners don't as well. And so, Tara, would you introduce yourself and... Um, let people know who you are. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, my name is Tara. I'm the owner and founder of Tara Shea, the VA. I started my virtual assistant business about two years ago um, after transitioning out of working in the corporate world for 10 years or so. And I just needed something that offered me freedom and flexibility with my time. I have two boys at home, so we're always busy with all the things that is going on with them with school and sports. (laughs) And I was just honestly tired of having to miss out on a lot of those things because of my job. So I kind of transitioned into this virtual space and I provide done for you admin services for amazing female entrepreneurs and have also started teaching other amazing women how to start and scale their own virtual assistant business. That's incredible. I love that you are so one multitasked with uh, two boys and doing this whole thing and then also educating other people as well. I think that's incredible. I have the same passion for educating people on how to run a successful business, especially in the event rental world. And so I love meeting people who also have the same shared passion. So that's exciting. Yes. Oh, good. Well, tell us about virtual assistant. There is, I'm going to guess that there's some people listening in today that they might not know what a virtual assistant is, or maybe they have um, some control issues like I do, and they're afraid to give off some of the tasks that they typically do to somebody else. So tell us a little bit more about virtual assistants and kind of what you do and why uh, they're needed. Yeah, for sure. So a virtual assistant is basically a contractor, which has lots of different benefits to a business owner, right? Not only taxes, um, but you're just usually working one-on-one with that contractor. And we offer a whole host of different services. No virtual assistant is created equal. We all have different specialties and expertise. Um, so sometimes, you know, you... My what my advice is to start with making a list of all the things that 
either you don't like doing in your business or that you feel like you need to be doing, but you don't have time to be doing. And kind of figuring out if there's a theme with those things, if it's more admin, is if it's more creative, you know, with like creating social media graphics, all of that type of thing. Um, and just seeing what you have, making a list for like a couple of weeks, just writing down every day, all the things that you're doing. A lot of business owners that I talk to, they feel like there's just never enough time or they feel disorganized. Like there's a lot of times their businesses are exploding. And so they didn't really have time to set up a system or process. And so they Mm kind of need help um, from someone getting that in place, or they're just doing things that they truly don't enjoy in their business, right? Right, right. So that's kind of my first tip is to just kind of make a list, collect your thoughts of the things that someone else could do or that you could train someone else to do. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I love that. Um, and I also love that you talked about, you know, make some lists on what you do, and then the specific things that you might not love doing. Uh, We do this in our own business. And the normal approach that we've taken is, okay, we'll just go hire for that. Like, let's put together a list of all the things that we do that we don't either love, or maybe we're not as good at. And let's combine those lists for the other people who are on my team. And we'll go the traditional route of let's just hire. But sometimes you don't need to do that. And where virtual assistants come in is a great opportunity to not one, have to pay the payroll taxes and kind of go through those typical W-2 and 1099 benefits that you might offer as well. And so I love that there is even an option and maybe something that people haven't considered before as well. Yeah. And one thing that I do with any client that I bring on is we always do like a 30 day trial period, right? It's so important that personalities mesh and, you know, that everyone's on the same page. And so it's really a two way street, just making sure that we are good partners for each other. And so it's kind of like a low risk trial, right? So instead of going through the whole process of hiring an employee and everything that comes with that. Right. Right. I love that. Well, tell me a little bit more about, you know, what a virtual assistant, you know, typically does and um, teach us a little bit. Sure. So I'll start with what I do. I do, I'm kind of what's considered a general administrative virtual assistant, right? So Mm -hmm. for a lot of my clients, I'm doing the same types of things, but I also love how they're all in different industries. So it makes it really fun for me because I get to learn so much and it makes it feel like I'm doing something new every day, which I love. So I'm doing a lot of email inbox management, um, running those, making sure that things aren't getting lost or buried, um, setting up systems with labels and flagging things so that when the business owner hops into their email inbox, they can see right away the things that they need to address first, which I think is super helpful Mm because we all know, especially if you're getting tons of emails every day, it can be really (laughs) overwhelming and you just want to close out of it and like run away. Yeah, yeah, I get that way for sure. Some days I'll get, gosh, upwards of 50 to 60 emails at the end of the day. And I'm like, oh, gosh, like if I take a day off, I'm like, I don't want to look at my email. Yeah, get back. 
And so I actually tell my clients, since I'm kind of in there throughout the day, they really only need to hop in there one, two, three times at the most, right? Mm -hmm. And because I'm kind of in there and I will, if there's something urgent, um, I'll let them know so that they can deal with it right away. And I think that just helps them and just frees them up a little bit. Yeah. And I'll clean out all of the junk too, right? Because so much of it is like, this is not even something that they need to like be concerned about right now. So that's one of the big things that I do. I am a huge, I love inbox zero, the goal of having zero emails in your inbox at the end of the day. So finding ways to do that. And then I do a lot of calendar management as well. A lot of my clients also have clients and they're doing a lot of one-on-one calls and it can be a lot of back and forth on scheduling and um, all of that. So I just kind of run their calendars and we'll talk about time blocking later on, but I teach them time blocking to Mm -hmm. really maximize the amount of time in their days and making sure that they have time to do the tasks that are most important. Right. So that's a lot of that. I also do a lot of systems and processes, just making things smoother. I'm really good at coming in and just kind of looking at everything and thinking, okay, how could we do this way more efficiently so that it's taking up as less time as possible. And I'm all about automation. So how can we automate things? Yes, efficiency and automation go totally hand in hand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of the services that I offer. I mean, there's a lot more, but that's just kind of a general overview. But there's lots of virtual assistants that offer so many different things, you know, whether it's social media management, um, whether it's copywriting, whether it's, you know, um, managing a podcast for someone, mm-hmm. right? Uh, bookkeeping, there's so many different things. So that's why it's kind of important. If you make that list, you'll be able to see, okay, maybe I actually need two VAs that one specializes in general admin and one does bookkeeping or something like that. So Um, I, when I'm teaching virtual assistants how to get started, I'm teaching that it's best to really niche down and to not offer more than five services so that you can really become the expert in that service and people are going to remember that and come to you. Right. I didn't ever really think about it for different parts of your business too, that you could have multiple different VAs that specialize or are really good in certain things. So like in my business, for example, we do floral, we do rentals, we have an education platform. I never really thought like, maybe I'll have a VA for my floral, a VA for my rentals and a VA for uh, my education platform. And then of course you could have a VA for your bookkeeper or you can have multiple different types of them. And, and maybe sometimes they don't even, don't even have to be, you know, technically a VA, but they're your yeah. bookkeeper. You just don't meet with them in person. They're not technically on your team team, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. I think right now, like the term virtual assistant is becoming so much more well-known, especially in 2020. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that so many businesses have had to switch to being online. And I think a lot of them are realizing this might not be such a bad thing. I think that some of their employees are actually being more productive (laughs) because that's one thing I noticed when I switched from my nine to five to being a virtual assistant. I'm like, oh my gosh, I get so much more done 
even if it's just like three hours of focused work a day, it's focused mm-hmm. work instead of, because let's be honest, when we're at our nine to fives, <laughs> like we're not being productive with every minute of right. that time, right? right. So I just think it's um, bringing light to it and people are like, okay, this could totally work with things like Zoom. I Zoom with my clients every single week. It's like I know them in real life. Like that's how it feels and we communicate. We use Voxer, which is a walkie-talkie mm-hmm. app. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so much better than sending a million emails because we all know I love keeping emails <laughs> at a minimum. Um, so we're talking back and forth all day and it's so much faster just to check on something real quickly and send like a voice message than to type yeah. it out. So, um, yeah, it's a great option for yeah, sure. I find myself sometimes when I'm like in Facebook messenger or something, I think I probably did it with you, uh, when we were trying to get yeah. this scheduled, but I'll just go ahead and do the voice memo instead. Sometimes yes. it just saves me so much time, especially if I have like a few different ones that I need to do. Now, what they need to do is for email, they just need to have like a voice transcribing <laughs> service. Yes. And just like do it. Because yes. Siri, let's just be honest, is not always correct <laughs> when you do it through that. It's so true. I love BombBomb too. Oh, so yes, it's like I've heard of that. The videos for, I mean, you're on video. Yeah. So you have to be video ready, but it's really quick. I have clients who use that as well, and they can go through their email follow-ups in like 30 minutes instead of two hours. Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah, I've heard of that from people in the education space, like Amy Porterfield. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Yeah. Um, but yeah. she was talking about it on one of her podcasts. And she was talking about, you know, I have all these webinar signups, or I have all these uh, people who join my email list, or, you know, people who join your Facebook group, or or wherever, whatever you do, they like come in and they join and maybe you have an influx of people. And so she was like, I'll just go through and send them a bomb bomb video real quick and just say like something very personal, like, Hey, Tara, so excited that you're here for my webinar. I'm excited to see you on Monday and and whatever it is. Um, Also, Siri is thinking I'm talking to her on my phone when I said that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I have heard of bomb bomb. I think it's probably a tool that a lot of people have not heard of that is probably really important. Like people should know about it. Yeah. Not only just for the productivity side of things, but just like you said, it just adds another personal layer to it as well. And I think that's something that people right now really resonate with is, okay, I'm more than just a number. That's really cool. Thank you for taking the time to do (laughs) that. Right. Like you're actually paying attention to me and you're not just mindlessly sending out a mass email or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, totally. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about time blocking. I know that that's something that you're passionate about, not only doing VA work, but time blocking either in conjunction with that or just a suggestion for someone to use. I know that um, I have tried time blocking in the past and, you know, unfortunately, sometimes I revert back to my old ways. <laughs> but I do know that when I have had time blocking, it works like gold, like amazingly. So talk to us a little bit about time blocking and maybe some strategies or quick things that we can do to start implementing that. 
Yeah. So I think time blocking is valuable to anyone, whether you're a business owner, a college student, a stay at home mom, whatever. I think it is so helpful. And I look at time blocking like I do with my budget, right? Like I budgeting every dollar to something. I'm assigning that dollar to something. And so it's the same thing with my time. I'm budgeting my time. The first thing that I do is I don't choose more than like three big deals for each day that are like non-negotiable I need to get done. Because especially right now, right? Like I feel like my focus and my attention is all over the place depending on what's going on, you know, figuring out are my kids going back to school or what's happening. Um, So three big deals each day. And I plan this out the night before, and then I plan my time blocks kind of around that. And as a virtual assistant, before I, when I first started, I just had like one client, two clients, and I could just kind of wing it and it was fine. And then I started bringing on more and I'm like, this is, something's got to give. Like, how am I going to get all of this done and stop like ponging back and forth between each client and each task that I have to do. And so that's when time blocking came in and has changed everything for me in the best ways. And I mean, here's the deal, because kind of like you said, you you did it and you know that it works, but you revert back. If you're just starting out with time blocking, or maybe you've done it in the past, but you're you want to get back to it, I recommend just starting with one day at a time. So every night I sit down, I look at my calendar, like what's already on there, any appointments that I have, mm-hmm. um, anything with the boys, anything, right? And I and I just I yeah. start blocking and I, I know what client work I have to do. Um, so I just kind of start just with the next day. And then the next night I'll sit down and I'll do the exact same thing. And it, it prevents surprises happening. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but you get like a text reminder from the dentist and they're like, your appointment's in two hours or something. <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, like, and yeah, there's like two other conflicts and you're like, but I can't cancel. I need to go. It's the worst. So this kind of helps prevent that. Yeah. Even if you're just looking at it the night before, at least it's more than like an hour's notice. Um, and so once you start right. doing that consistently, you kind of just build on it. And now every Sunday, every Sunday evening, I sit down and I look at my whole week ahead and I actually have started time blocking out my entire week. And here's the thing to remember with time blocking is it's meant to be flexible because that's one of the things that I get pushed back on. Like I'm a free spirit. I'm a creative. Yeah. I just yeah. want to like that really freaks go with the me out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, that totally freaks me out. And I feel like I'm being put in a box. But the thing is, is that <laughs> you don't have to time block like your entire day, or maybe you'll time block like just free space or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you're ensuring that you're getting done the things that need to be done. And then you're free to do whatever you want. Yeah. And I move around my time blocks every single day because things, especially right now, never go. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm an Enneagram one. I'm a planner. Mm -hmm. And um, I just have learned to have to go with the flow. And so I can just move my time blocks around. I use Google Calendar, um, which is great. And I can just pick it up and move it to, okay, I'm as this is taking longer than I thought. So I'm going to extend this time block and we're going to move this one down here and you're good to go. 
Yeah, totally. I think, uh, do you use the Rachel Hollis planner at all? Or have you heard of it? I, seen it? Yes, I do use it. Yes. I use it religiously. I mean, and there's time blocking in there, which yes, I love. <laughs> yes, there is, and it's incredible. And and one of my uh, gals on my team, Kaylee, she um, introduced me to these new pens. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'll put it in the show notes for those of you who might be interested as well. But okay. um, they're erasable pens, but it's not <gasps> like the like ones when we were like really young. Right. And it was like crappy erasable pen. No, these yes. are really good. They're incredible. Oh, you have to say, yes. You yes. Have, I, am I hate writing out things and I don't like using yes. pencil. They're yes. incredible. I'll put them in the show notes. I'll also send you a link as well because they're just amazing. Yes, um, I'm so excited. I am pins, planners, all the things. Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that they have colored, but I do know that they have black ink they might have colored I don't know I'm, I'm not kind a, of just um, a black ink girl though honestly so yeah. am I so am I <laughs> but they're incredible I'll send you the link I'll put it in the show notes um but I use the Rachel Hollis planner every um morning I do it in the morning yeah. so I'm a morning girl I go to bed at 9 p.m I'm like an old grandma and I get up yep. at between five and six and so I do it in the morning and it really helps me look at my day and really plan it out because I know generally what I've got to do and I use yeah. my Google Calendar, of course, because I can move things around if I need to. And it just helps me kind of figure out, okay, where's the open space? And is there any tasks that I generally need to get done that can kind of be done like over time? Um, like, is there calls that I need to make or, yeah. you know, maybe some data an- entry things at the, in the website or like certain little kind of mundane tasks that can be done. But you know, I might have 30 minutes here and 15 minutes here and an hour there and, and such. And I can just kind of knock those out in the blank spaces. But it gives you on one side of the sheet, it says, here's my three, I think it's like three big things or three. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. And then on the second side, it's totally out from like 5am to 9pm. You can block out everything. Love it. Love it. It's I love it thing. too. And yeah, with I'm my looking at it right now as I'm talking. Yeah, I'm sitting right next to me too. So we'll funny. put the we'll put the planner in the show notes as well for you guys too because it's yeah, it's great. It only comes out every few months. She has it in quarterly, um, quarterly sections, and so it's kind of thick, but um, it totally has changed my entire life. And then there's the weekly stuff too. I'm sure you you remember those. So yep. every week it has you look at your past week and it says like, okay, what are some things that you planned for that didn't happen or does some things that happened that you didn't plan for? And then how can you be taking care of yourself a little bit better this next week? What, what worked and what didn't and what results did you make happen? Like, what can you celebrate? And then it says, okay, now let's look at the week coming up. Like, what are some of the biggest things that have to get done this week? Like, non-negotiables, got to get it done. And my yep. favorite part of those is her weekly theme song part. Yes, the pump-up song. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it encourages you to look at a song. And I have, like, a Spotify uh, list on my phone that's, I think it's, like, Boss Babe or something. And it's, like, any song that I just need to pick me up. Like, if I'm in a funk... Or if I read yeah. an email that has kind of changed my day, it's one of those songs that I'm like, I just need some Beyonce. Like I just yes. need the queen herself to just speak into my soul. Or maybe it's, um, you know, 
a journey song or maybe it's whatever song that you need. You pick a theme song and anytime that week something happens where you just need a little pick me up, you blast that song on full blast and you don't listen to that song outside of the times that you need it, but you listen to that song when you need it. It's incredible. Yes. And it I has to be it. at full blast. It has it to be has full to. blast. And you have to be to. dancing. Yes. Yes. I think there should be an asterisk in there, like, must be on full blast, <laughs> and you must get out of your chair to dance. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> it's great. It's totally great. I hope she comes out with another one soon with all that she's going through. I'm almost at the end. I'm on my last month for this one of August. We're recording this at the end of July, so um, she's going to be – I'm going to be out of one, so I need her to read her next you know, little section of them. Yes, I know. I'm. I was thinking the same thing this morning when I was filling mine out. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm like I need another. Um, well, good. Well, what else about time blocking or VA? What else do you want to share with our audience on how to make this more of a daily routine for those who might not have the the priority yeah. planner or might not have a system in place? How can we make this more of a daily routine? Because I know for my own soul that it's incredible and it's needed. Yeah. For those of us so, who don't, like, and just fly by the seat of our pants, I, you said you're an Enneagram one. I'm an Enneagram three. Um, I kind love of, it. I'm, I'm a mix. I'm like, I do like to plan, but I also like to be flexible sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing to remember. Like, just try it. Just try it. Just promise me you'll try it and just see. Yeah. And, and don't give up on it. Like, it's going to take some trial and error to, like, figure it out. So I say stick with it for 30 days. And by then, you'll probably be like, okay, yeah, I can't <laughs> live without this. Yeah. And in my Google Calendar, um, unless it's a specific appointment, I kind of, it's kind of, I don't get like really micro specific, like it might have like this specific client block, Mm -hmm. but then I also use Asana, which is an awesome task manager. Um, You can use the app on your phone or use it on your computer. And then I get really like micro specific with these are the things that I'm doing and you can assign like a due date. If you have a team, you can invite your whole team to it and everyone can see like a project board and you can assign things to certain people. It's the best. It's amazing. And they have like a calendar view, which I love. And so I can see, okay, so I have my Google calendar up and then I pull up Asana and I can say, okay, today's Thursday. Here's all the things that I'm doing for, and it's color coded too Mm -hmm. by my clients. So I can see like, all right, this is what I'm doing for Emily today. This is what I'm doing for Amy today and so on and so forth. And I love that. Yeah. Uh, Asana has changed our lives. For sure. Between Google Calendar and Asana, our lives are changed forever. Forever. I love Asana. I love Asana. And (laughs) there's other ones out there too, but Asana is just the one I think like that makes the most sense to my brain. I've tried all of them and I'm obsessed. (laughs) Yeah, we looked at Asana and Notion. Those are kind of the two that we've looked at. Have you heard of Notion? Uh I've heard of it. I haven't used that one. Okay. We've kind of looked at it and it looks super um, informative and helpful, but we use Google. Like Google is where everything is is housed. We do our email through there and spreadsheets and all that. And I think in terms of spreadsheets, like that's how my brain works, which is why Asana is great because I would literally take a spreadsheet and I'd put my to-do list on a spreadsheet. 
probably yeah. because my dad did that growing up. And so that's just how I've always done it. And so Kaylee on my team, she's like, you know, there's other options. Like there are <laughs> other ways to take your to-do list. So we got Asana and it's incredible. Um, but Notion, I guess, is a little bit more powerful is what I've heard. We haven't fully dived into it because we just don't have the time to right now. But sure, um, yeah, really just any project management system is incredible because it essentially takes your spreadsheet and it makes it like you have reminders of when when that specific thing needs to get done. And then you yeah. can add subtasks to those certain tasks that you have. It's incredible. Highly it's awesome. And you can like make comments or tag yeah. people on the team. So again, it's cutting down on emails, which yeah. I'm all about. It's yeah. the best. Yeah, exactly. Or Slack messages for that matter too. Yes. down on those as well. Yep. Yeah. Love that. Going back to if you think you're ready or will be ready soon to hire a VA, I think one of the number one questions I get is where in the world do I find a VA? Mm, and question. so um, there's different ways. Obviously, you can ask someone who you know has one and if they have any recommendations. So that's a great way to go. Um, I love the Facebook groups, actually. And there's one and I'll send you the link that you can add. It's called Virtual Assistant Savvies. It's huge. Okay. There's like 50,000 people in it and it can be a little bit it feels a little overwhelming, but this is where I have found like my dream clients in this group because they mm -hmm. have created um, basically like job postings inside of this group. And I teach my girls who are taking my foundations course on how to be a VA specifically what to look for in a job opportunity post because sometimes someone will just literally post I'm looking for a VA and then they'll get inundated with like 200 comments, <laughs> 300 DMs and they're like, yeah. oh my gosh. So <laughs> I think it's important to be really clear on what you need. So you're going to go back to that list you created, like this is what I need and be really clear on there's like, if there's any non-negotiables for you, like if it matters what time zone the VA is in, which on that too, that's really not a, I work with um, clients in all different time zones and it is never an issue. Um, but that's something to consider. Like if that's important to you, just mm -hmm. being clear on that. Also having yeah. a budget in mind of what you're willing to spend um, beforehand, I think will be helpful too. Um, a lot of VAs starting out are about at the $25 an hour mark, which is super fair, um, especially because of taxes and stuff like that, because we have to take, mm -hmm. you know, take our own taxes out and all of that good stuff. And it, it just really honestly depends on what services they're offering. If they're doing web design and stuff like that, it's going to be a higher rate just because that's more of a specialized skill. Um, and then it'll be based on experience too. But if you kind of like already have in your head, this is kind of, you know, where I'm thinking how many hours per month you're thinking and it can be loose. Like we all know that thing, you know, you might get started and be like, I actually, this person is awesome and I'd love to give them more hours. Um, but just kind of hitting all of that in your job post. And then you want a really specific way on how you want them to contact you. Do not let them DM you. 
<laughs> like, yeah, I totally do. Really a lot. yes. So I think one of the best ways is to create a Google form and you can also ask a bunch of questions on it. It's kind of like an application, right? And um, that will help you kind of weed out a bunch too. Or you could also have them email you like at an email address. And if you do that, I always say, be sneaky and say something in there, like make sure this is your subject line and it will cause you to see who really is actually paying attention to details and like reading your entire post. You'd be surprised. <laughs> um, but those are kind of my top tips for where to find a VA. Or you can always reach out to me too. I work with incredible women who are starting their businesses and they have all different niches and skills and they're amazing because it can be really overwhelming. And you're like, how do I know if I can like trust this person, right? So those are just a few tips on where to find a VA and how to get the whole process going. Wow, that's incredible. Some of the things that you said in there, I would not have even thought about asking or having them reach out to you through email or even a Google Forms. So that's awesome. So if we are going through this and we're getting some of those inquiries and we're getting some people reaching out to us, what are some of your best suggestions as questions to possibly ask these people to see if they're the right fit out of all the people that might respond. Yeah, for sure. So I would definitely ask, you know, if they have a website or what their social is, you can kind of check them out on there. I would also ask what their experience is, like how long have they been a virtual assistant and or how long, um, how much experience do they have like in a related way, right? So like for me, the most frustrating thing was I had 12 years of admin experience, like I ran entire offices and all of that, but I was immediately overlooked because I just started my VA business. And so I was like, ah, but I have like, it's the same. I'm just doing it online. So I think don't discount someone just because of that. So just kind of adding that into that question, um, definitely ask them what their rates are. And so you can know that up front before, you know, scheduling like a call with them. So no one's wasting their time if it's just completely out of line. Um, I love actually, I love Enneagram, all things Enneagram. And so I, I think it's a great idea, even if it's not in Enneagram, maybe another personality quit like Myers-Briggs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just asking them that and even including the link, like if you haven't taken it, here's the link and put in what your like result is. Um, Cause I think that's super helpful. Just kind of knowing. Yeah. And if you already kind of know, you know, the types that you work best with, then that's really helpful. And maybe just asking them, you know, what stood out to you about this job posting? And why would you why would you be excited about joining the team and seeing what their response is? Because I always say you got to research who you are wanting to work with. Like, Mm -hmm. you've got to put in some work up front, and they will notice. That's what I always tell, you know, these up and coming VAs, like, business owners will notice if you're like, hey, I was on your website and I noticed this and this really resonated with me because of, you know, X, Y, Z. I think that's important. So those are kind of just a few ideas. And then from there, I would narrow it down to three, maybe five at the most that you'd want to hop on like a quick 30 minute call with and just see how your personalities mesh and kind of what you think. 
Yeah, I love that. I teach um, some of my students who I teach about hiring, and I typically have only really taught from the hiring an employee or a contractor, but um, I love that you mentioned the Enneagram or some sort of a personality test. One of the parts of hiring that I teach about is learning what they are because you know, you're about to spend a whole bunch of time with this person, whether it's part-time or full-time. Like however many hours you spend with them, you're going to be spending some amount of hours with them. Yes. Whether it's virtually, whether it's in the same office or or whatnot, but you're going to be communicating with them. And if you don't know what Enneagram they are or, you know, 16 personalities or really anything, I mean, you could, there's so many different ones out there. Yeah. I love Enneagram the the most yes. personally, but, um, and of course you could require that you could say, Hey, I only need you to <laughs> take this test. But, um, knowing that is so important because for example, I know that as an Enneagram three, if I were to hire someone, um, who would be an assistant to me and they were also an Enneagram three, or perhaps they took another personality test and they're more of a visionary person, but I'm the visionary person yeah. for the business, then that's going to clash a whole lot. Yep. And in, at some point, whether it's the first day, the first week, or, or sometime during their first year, there's going to be something that comes up that you're going to clash on. And you're probably both going to have very similar opinions, but you're not hiring someone to have similar opinions than you mo- more than often yeah. than not. Um, when I hire, I usually hire for my weaknesses or I hire because I want someone to challenge, um, maybe something that I have with out of respect, of course, but I want to, I want people who have different personalities on my team because I think it's going to represent my brand the best. If everybody was like me, (laughs) it would be a craziness, (laughs) but so I want people who are different from me. Um, still in a respectful way, but I know for a fact that if I'm going to hire someone who's a, another three, that's just not going to work very well um, across the board. Now, if they're an Enneagram six or an Enneagram two, and of course, that's not to be judgmental at all against other Enneagrams. I think every Enneagram has incredible personality traits to them. Um, and of course I love other Enneagram threes. I'm an Enneagram three, but when it comes to the workplace and the tasks that you're putting on and communication, you need to make sure that, um, they mesh really, really well with the people that are going. And, and certainly if I had, um, someone who is like me taking over a different part of the business that I don't have my hands, um, in as much by chance, that might be a great option to put them in that position. So I think it depends on the position that you're putting them in. And also knowing what you are personality-wise and yeah. what might uh, rub you the wrong way or what might um, be something that would throw you off um, in, in your daily basis. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, for sure. One of my favorite um, clients who I found in that Facebook group, she was having a hard time. Well, she ended up having like over 170 people reach out to her, first of all, which wow. I had I had no clue at the time, of course. Um, That's a ton. <laughs> but I read her job post and I was like, oh my gosh, she needs me. Like I literally said that out loud. I remember I was sitting, I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. Like she just described me. So I was like, okay, well, yeah. I'll just reach out. And she later on told me, she was like, you wouldn't believe, like I specifically said, email me 
here, like with this information, the information she wanted, like if you had a one pager or whatever, what your rates are, all of that. She was like, Tara, I had DMs coming out of the woodwork. People were finding me on LinkedIn and sending me messages there. They were finding me on Instagram and sending me messages there. And she's like, so they were all disqualified from the get go because they can't read instructions. But one thing she did is in her Google kind of survey is she got like really deep and was like, what are your goals in like five years, 10 years? Where do you see yourself in five years or 10 years? Um, what's your favorite book that you've read this year? What's your favorite, some of your favorite podcasts to listen to and different things like that. And I really appreciated that. And that's ultimately kind of what that and just talking on the, like doing a zoom call and getting to know us more is what helped her make her decision. So, cause it is, it is personal. Um, like I work very closely with my clients. And so you have to be really like feel good about who you're working with. Yeah, that makes total sense. I love that. And, and the additional questions, not only what's your personality, but yeah. what podcast you listen to, where do you eat lunch at? Yeah. Um, you know, how many kids do you have? Do you have kids that are same ages as mine? You know, things like that, getting to know them more on a personal level than just a you know, what are your credentials or exactly what can you do or what do you know or things like that? I think one of my favorite questions she asked was, um, if you don't know how to do something, what do you do? And I was like, I Google and YouTube are my best friends. Like that's, and she's like, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Like it's not, yeah. a, I think a lot of times VAs get freaked out that, oh my gosh, I have to know everything. I need to be the expert on everything. Mm-hmm. And I think business owners, and you can weigh in on this, it's more about, are you willing to like figure out how to do it? And that's what they care more about than like you just already knowing how to do every single thing. Yeah. Yeah. I ask a similar question when I interview for new employees and um, I get a whole lot of different responses, but um, my favorites are the ones that are, you know, I'm going to figure it out whether I need to Google it, whether I need to YouTube it, whether I need to phone a friend, yep. like however I need to get to know that answer, I'm going to get to know that answer. Um, and then of course, later as they get hired, we have SOPs and we have tons of different resources, how they could just figure it out, <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. But um, I love asking that question because it really will tell you how resourceful they are versus just you know, I'd ask my boss. Yeah. Like, I'd ask them. You're like, well, I don't really have the time right. to ask me because that's why I'm hiring you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Well, great. Well, this has been such an incredible time to chat with you. I've learned already so much. And um, if anything, it helps me figure out um, one, how do I lead my team a little bit better, but also Um, If I'm going to hire employees, contractors, VAs, however I'm going to be hiring in the future, you've given some really great tangible things to consider and and think about. And I know that that will be the same for our listeners as well. So I am thankful for you, Tara. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being on, Tara. And we're excited to get this out into the world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Remember, we are here every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on Apple and Spotify. But if you want to join us over in the Instagram world at The Render Podcast, we would love that. 
We like to catch you up on what's coming up next. And if you didn't know, we will show up live on Fridays at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time to unpack this episode just a bit further. We also just genuinely want to connect with you, so I want to see you over there on Instagram. But hey, if you liked this episode, would you mind leaving a quick review on Apple? Apple likes to see it when their listeners engage by leaving a review so more can hear about this podcast. So right now I'm asking you to leave a quick review. I'd also love to see what you're loving about this podcast and what you want to hear more of, so mention that while you're there. See you soon, friend, in another episode on The Render Podcast.